Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I am joining you from my bedroom. It's pretty late at night. Well, not that late. It's about 10 p.m. Wednesday night. I'm in my room getting some work done, but I just, I like setting the scene like that. I don't know why. It just feels so much more connected and intimate when I mention where I am. I don't know. I notice that with writing a lot where if I'm reading something, I really like knowing where the narrator is located. So maybe I just integrate that from my writing over to my podcasting. I'm not sure, but I know that last week when I mentioned how I was testing out my bedroom as a new recording place for my podcasts in hopes that it would be less echoey and kind of more cozy and intimate, I actually did get a handful of feedback about it and people seemed to really enjoy this new setting. So I hope that This week is also just as great, so just wanted to give you guys that update, but I kind of just have a list of things I want to talk about in this week's podcast episode. I'm not sure what I'm going to exactly title it yet, but I feel like I need to address so many part twos to last week's episode that it's just update after update after update, but nothing wrong with that, right? So... If you are a newer listener, which I know we do have a handful of you guys, so thank you so much for listening and supporting this platform of mine. It's been really fun. It's just like such a laid-back, passionate outlet for me, so it's been pretty enjoyable. And then to those newer listeners as well, I don't edit this at all, so it's kind of nerve-wracking when I'm recording, but I know that it's a lot more authentic and kind of like a phone call in a way because it's a one take. It's a one take wonder. (laughs) Anyway, what I was getting at though is to the newer listeners here, I know that this is a dating podcast breaking up with Michaela Samantri and I do mention a lot of relationship, love, dating, stories, advice, things that I've gone through or things that I've had guests on that they have gone through things that guests have gone through when they've been on. But um, lately, I just feel like there's so much more active things going on in my life from week to week that I really just want to express, share, talk about. So I'm always trying to find a way to integrate dating, relationship, stuff like that into these episodes because I know that's my podcast genre and I kind of want to stick to that. But at the same time, I do want to branch out and talk more about what's going on because I feel like you guys tend to enjoy that a lot more too. So I'm trying to find that balance in between. But honestly, like I don't have a lot really going on with me romantically at the moment, which has made that factor of this podcast kind of difficult because I'm running out of things to say about my love life. So I think I might just use this um, week's like love relationship time on here to talk more about something in the past, but I think we're going to um, save that for the second part of this podcast and kind of start with some updates because it's only been a week, but a lot has kind of happened or I guess transitioned into newer updates really with a couple of things in my life. So the first thing I kind of want to give you an update on is last week I did mention how I had a um, a medical procedure done for some moles on my back. I had a biopsy done where they basically just scrape off your mole and it's as gruesome as it sounds, but it's really not that bad. Uh, they give you um, anesthesia, so it's it's not that painful, but I mentioned how I went in. Um, I'm pretty sure I went into kind of like TMI detail about why I finally made an appointment because I'm not going to ignore the fact that there is still a pandemic going on and COVID is still very real and I don't want to just go into a doctor's office for nothing when that can be such a, like, a, a risk. Um, so I'm glad that I did go in. Uh, I kind of... I'm upset that I couldn't 
get myself in sooner. Although I did call like right away as soon as the mole was bothering me, as soon as I noticed uh, kind of like those warning signs going on. So I got in as soon as I knew that I possibly could, but I um, received a phone call later that week and I knew as soon as the phone started ringing like who it was and what it would be about because when you get results back from any procedure done at the doctors, if it's negative, if you're fine, like if all is well, they they usually just post it online. Like you have like an electric um, health chart. Um, at least every single doctor that I've gone to, like where I'm from, that's what I'm used to. And then I know if they give you a phone call, it's something that they can't just type up and add to your chart. Like they have to kind of tell you. So as soon as it started ringing, I just like knew that it probably wasn't going to be good news. And it's not the end of the world. In fact, I really don't know what it is quite yet, but they did call me back just to confirm that the mole that they removed, the one that um, actually wasn't really there at all. I don't remember exactly what I mentioned, but to summarize kind of why I went in, I had this mole that was really bothering me. It was super sensitive, kind of felt like a bruise and Um, it was changing very, very quickly. So it was at first just painful and that's when I called and then the color started to change and it actually became very, very dark and just fell off. Um, it fell off the day before my appointment. So I was like, crap, I really needed that there (laughs) so that they could test it. Um, so instead they just took off the skin where, where it was. Um, and that is actually what came back as abnormal, atypical. They don't really know exactly what it is yet because I went to a kind of general care physician. I don't really know the proper title for it, but it's what got me into the doctors as soon as possible. So all they know is that when they tested it in the lab, it came back abnormal. Something is different about it in a way where it shouldn't be. So now they're sending me up to dermatology or general surgery to that department because the next step is to uh, do an incision, remove a deeper area of the skin that actually requires stitches. Uh, it, it sounds, it does sound kind of scary, but you know, I've gotten stitches before and I just remember not feeling a thing and it's, it's going to be fine. So um, the only thing is because it is COVID and everything is really behind right now and it's just hard to get appointments they can't really find a time to fit me in. And this is one of those more serious situations where time is of the essence because they already tested the area. They know that the skin is shifting. And sometimes, especially when you don't really know what it is, like that can happen really quickly. So it's it's kind of important to get it done as soon as possible to prevent any further spread of whatever this could be. And I don't want to look up anything on Google. I don't want to jinx myself. I don't really want to think about it that much right now because we don't have answers. But what we do know is that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the way that it is. So further testing is required. And um, it's a little scary. I'm more concerned right now about the pain just because it's something that I haven't really had done before. I've never had a second incision for a skin biopsy before and it's just, I don't know, it doesn't doesn't sound like it's going to be a fun time, just saying. So that's an update on that because I do know that I did mention that last weekend and or last week on the podcast episode. So actually, that whole day of like when I got this news, that was a trip. Let me tell you about it. So (laughs) last Friday, I thought was going to be such an easy day. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I literally just like kind of want to set the scene here. But I usually have a really chill end of the week. I love to stress myself out in the beginning of the week and like try to do so much work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is usually like very, very high stress, very busy uh, just because Thursdays are my upload days for YouTube, for Instagram, for podcasts. So That is my deadline, and I try to get everything done Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday, I promote all of my new content, and then Friday is usually really chill. I just finish up any other work that I have that week. And last Friday, I had plans to go to the pool with a friend. Then we had plans to get sushi later that night. I was going to take it really easy, and I woke up making the decision that 
you know, today is the day I'm going to pay all of my student loans because I have been very, very blessed so far in 2020 with um, my streams of revenue and I talk a lot about my OnlyFans journey on YouTube and I felt like I was at a place where I could knock out all of my student loans at once and if you're unfamiliar with some of the acts that were passed during COVID, um, the government actually took away all interest on student loans until the end of September. So from April to September, there has been zero interest collecting on my loans. So I haven't been paying them. I haven't really been worried about them, but I knew I wanted to pay them off before interest started to accrue again this fall. So I gave myself a deadline in August, just knowing like at some point in August, you have to pay your loans. And I just woke up that Friday like, I feel good. Today's the day. Let's do it. Let's knock it out. It's going to feel really good, you know, getting that out of the way and then being debt free because that was the last really big chunk of loans that I had um, since my journey with like OnlyFans. And honestly, like YouTube has helped so much this year too. It's been crazy like watching my channel just like duplicate in size overnight. And I'm being kind of exaggerate. I'm kind of exaggerating the statement, but that's what it feels like, honestly. And I just, it blows my mind. I'm so grateful and thankful for that. But I, um, I do just want to recognize that blessing and privilege that I have to be able to do this. So, and I mean, dedication and hard work, like not going to let that slide. But anyway, um, yeah, I woke up, paid off all of my student loans pretty early in the morning. It was like 10 in the morning. And I made a TikTok about it, not going to lie. It did really well, so check it out on TikTok. But um, I was really, really, like, excited on cloud nine. Like, this is great. Today's going to be such a good day. Like, I don't really have a lot of work to do. Zero stress. Head into the pool with Bennett. Like, it's going to be a good day. And I that was, like, how I felt right after I paid off my loans. I posted a Instagram story sharing the TikTok of me paying off my student loans great moment. And then I started to open the DMs for the day. And if you remember, this usually kind of piques my anxiety for the morning because I get worried opening DMs just based on some of the more like customer service, Karen type of things that I have to deal with. And there was some drama going on that week. If you remember from my last podcast episode, I kind of talk about that. So I was kind of worried and I was just trying to get some shout outs finished up on Instagram and I opened this one message from this girl and it was a screenshot of another conversation and she just said, hey, just wanted to send you this, period. My heart, oh my gosh, the amount of anxiety that just like skyrocketed through my body at that moment. Anyway, she sent me the screenshot. I don't want to bore anyone by repeating a story because I'm sure a lot of you have seen it on my Instagram story last week. In fact, it's kind of funny. Some people were like, not going to lie. I'm I'm really loving the drama right now. I know it sucks, but like I'm over here with my popcorn. And girl, I totally get it. Like if I wasn't involved and drama was going on on the internet, like I would be right there too as a bystander, like wanting to know what's up, especially when people are being pretty open and like posting about it. Like when the tea is hot, it's fun. I get it. So um, yeah, just to do kind of like a quick summary on that. Basically, this girl that was upset with how her promo went because I mean, it's just at this point so repetitive and old news, but she waited like an hour and a half, reached back out telling me she didn't get any fans and then accusing me of being a scam and that my Instagram stories don't really like reflect what actually happens and just being really rude, you know, like there are so many ways to go about it and ways that I can help you and she just immediately became super, super Uh, defensive and accusatory and just not being nice. And that is really hard to deal with because as you may have seen in the quote-unquote receipts that she posted, I was nothing but nice and respectful. And I said, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that can feel so frustrating. Uh, Definitely don't give up and keep promoting like everywhere that you can. It definitely takes time. Like, I just posted your promo. I'd probably wait like a few days or maybe a week and then check back. And she just was not understanding what I was saying. So, instead of 
And, like, at one point I even said, like, wishing you nothing but the best, take care. And she wasn't getting the hint. Like, she was still messaging me after that, which usually when someone says something like that, it's like, okay, the conversation's over, you know? Um, So I ended up having to block her. And instead of just leaving it at that, she took it a couple steps further and she actually started to DM as many girls as she could that were in contact with me sending them the message that this girl ended up screenshotting and sending to me saying like, I'm a scam. Don't work with her. She's going to ask for your money and then block you. Um, and turning away girls and customers from me, but then also turning away people that could potentially have success and like have a successful promo, gain fans and actually make money, which was the most frustrating part in my perspective. She commented this on my YouTube channel, like she was everywhere trying to get the word out. And the funniest part to me is that some of the girls that sent me messages saying that this Karen was doing this, after I explained it, after I posted the stories and all that stuff, these girls ended up doing promos with me and they all gained fans, which is hilarious because I was like, don't forget to mention that to Karen or like, be sure to let her know that it worked for you. And this one girl, I think she gained like four or five fans and then one of them subscribed for like a three-month bundle. And she told me that she like told this Karen that it worked for her and she like the Karen like blew up at her, got mad and then blocked her too. So, (laughs) um, but I feel like I went on a huge tangent with this. So right when this happened, you know, I was on like this cloud nine of feeling like this Friday was going to be such a great day. And then I suddenly had to deal with this drama of this girl literally trying to cancel me and damage my business with these promos, connections with all of these girls, and then damaging people's attempts at literally growing their audience. It just was overall all very, very hurtful to so many people. Um, So I was like working so hard, posting stories, trying to explain my side, really talk about what happened, be open and transparent with the situation because I'm not like those influencers that are kind of shady and hide things or don't come out with a statement. Like that's when you know something is going down when somebody doesn't just come forward explaining something, you know, like with not, okay, I kind of follow a lot of drama channels on YouTube, but like with Jeffree Star, like when he was not coming out with his statement and like made up that lie about traveling, like it just looks really, really shady. And I never want to be like that. So as soon as something happened, I immediately posted it on my story. I was dealing with that, responding to girls, trying to work this out, trying to reassure people that this person was wrong and that it's not a scam like I cannot guarantee fans but like no one is blocked like the reason that she got blocked was for being rude and disrespectful and honestly just like not listening to what I was saying or not being open to listening to what I was saying so I was stressed working on that and that was actually when I received the phone call from my doctor so I was already like in such a weird headspace because on one side I was so 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 happy and excited to have paid off all of my student loans and to celebrate with my friend and actually like relax outside at the pool that day rather than like work myself until midnight um and then on the other half I've got this new drama this new Karen like trying to cancel me and come for me that I had to deal with And then my phone starts to ring and I immediately know that it's the doctor and that it's not good news. So it was really hard to hold it together. I'm not going to lie. Like as soon as I was finished talking to the doctor, I did cry a little bit because I was just so overwhelmed and scared. And I think I more so just cried over not knowing what was wrong, but fearing the worst. Um, And it's just a really scary place to be in because you don't have answers yet. So you're just kind of stuck with your thoughts. And that can be so, like, damaging if it's a negative headspace, you know? So luckily, I was meeting up with my friend fairly soon. And Bennett is such a great distraction. Like, I literally remember sitting at dinner maybe six hours into hanging out with her and realizing that I hadn't thought about the mole or what could be wrong with me all day. And I was like, this is great. Like, I felt so normal and happy and I had my phone away, not dealing with DMs. Like, I said my piece and 
I took a break and I was okay. So yeah, that was my really, really weird Friday. Like a lot of updates were going on, a lot of good things, a lot of scary things, bad things, but overall, you know, cannot complain. So yeah, that's an update on my doctor's appointment, the Karen in my DMs, and some other things that I needed to kind of just give you an update on from last week. But before we get into some things going on this week, as well as the main topic, I don't even know, I don't even know if it's like the main, main topic of this episode anymore, but the the main love slash relationship topic of the episode, let's take a quick break and then we will be right back. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an after dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. All right, welcome back. So I like to give a little weekly update on kind of how my life has been going before getting into the main topic of relationship stuff for these podcast episodes. So like I kind of mentioned, or I don't even know if I said this, but not a whole lot has kind of been going on in my life. Like I've just been working so much. And I know a lot of you have reached out my DMs asking me if I would be open to having like a virtual assistant, which I really appreciate your concern, support, and help with that. And I have thought about it and it is something that I may be working on in the near far-ish but near future. Um, But yeah, besides work, like honestly, I feel like my life is really boring right now. But at the same time, I'm hustling hard and love every (laughs) every part of it, really. Um, I don't know. I think just like the only things that come to mind this week is that I started binging selling, selling sunset on Netflix and oh my gosh, like I knew I would love it and I just didn't know exactly when I wanted to start it. But as soon as I did, I think Sunday night, I have been hooked. I'm halfway through season, season two. It's amazing. At first I didn't think I would like the drama, especially because so much of it felt kind of scripted, but Oh, that show is really out here making me think I'm about to drop like 10 million on my dream house someday. But it's so good. I love the realtor drama and like seeing all these beautiful homes. It just really motivates me, but then also makes me shake my head like what the actual heck and how do people live like that? Like that level of wealth to just buy a multi-million dollar home in the hills and then pay in all cash like oh (laughs) we're not there yet but maybe that's insane um I also started to binge Eleanor Neal's YouTube channel I don't know if any of you guys are into crime or like those crime YouTube videos because I love Kendall Ray I think she is just she's she, I feel like you'll know who she is. She has over a million followers. She's a U.S. Colorado-based 
crime conspiracy theory like missing persons type of youtuber and she just talks about those cases i love her content so much but recently i mean i've seen all of her videos i feel like i'm really familiar with a lot of the u.s cases that she and similar creators um post that i started to binge eleanor neal's youtube channel as well and eleanor is based in the uk i'm not sure exactly where but her accent is so cute and her content is also so good she just hit a million followers so that's why i'm like i'm sure you guys if you're into crime know who she is but i recently found out that when i work out if i put on a crime video the workout flies by and I actually work out harder. Like, you know, if you have a certain song on and you're listening to music as you're working out and then like the beat hits and you realize that you're like getting your heart rate up and you're working hard. Like I used to think that I needed music to work out, but these crime videos are usually like an hour long. So when my workout finishes at like 35 minutes, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's already done because the video isn't over yet. And these crime cases are just so interesting to watch. So I've been binging Eleanor Neal's videos. She is life. I also usually when I'm doing like OnlyFans promos, I usually either play music or a podcast or lately Eleanor Neal's videos in the background as I'm working. So yeah, my mind is just constantly in true crime right now and I don't know how that's going to affect my um, subconsciousness or like when I'm sleeping, I'm constantly afraid of like nightmares because I live alone, but so far, you know, I'm good. <laughs> Nothing has happened yet, but it's good. So if you're into true crime and you haven't watched Eleanor Neal's content, highly recommend. She's such a sweetheart and she's so good at sharing these cases and providing like as much detail as possible. So if you like Kendall Ray, you will love Eleanor Neal. Um, love Island also premiered this week. Gosh, I feel like I'm sounding like such a... um tv junkie right now like i promise i do more than just like watch tv all day but a lot of what i do i like to have that background noise on and there's something about summer reality tv that is just so addicting and just makes you want to curl up with a glass of wine and relax so i'm so glad love island finally premiered love island usa or us i should say because they have so many different versions of love island but Ever since Love Island US last year premiered for the first time, like season one, I've been hooked. I've been so excited for season two, and I wasn't even sure if we were going to get it with COVID and everything this year, but it looks like Love Island US is just quarantining in Las Vegas this year, and so far it's pretty good. There's only been two episodes out so far this week, but what I've always loved about Love Island is that it's on multiple times per week usually like one to two hours, which is just great. So tomorrow night, there'll be another episode and I am still on the fence. Like, is this common knowledge or am I just really gullible? Like, it can't possibly be live, right? Like, I know that we vote on certain episodes and that you feel like it's live. Like, how can it be live time? You know what I mean? Like, how can I vote one night who I want kicked off the island and then less than 24 hours later have it premiere with like full narration, full editing, like full production? Like, how do they manage to get that done so quickly? But at the same time, like it has to be live, right? I don't know. Just my thoughts and concerns on that. So if you have any ideas, please let me know. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that we won't be getting Bachelor in Paradise this summer, so it's just been really nice to have Love Island kind of, like, fill that void, but also, like, kind of be better in the same way, just saying. I don't know. I'm a huge Bachelor fan, but Love Island is just so great because it's it's just so, like, naughty, but, like, fun, like, unfiltered. Nothing is really off limits with it. I'm not really attached to anyone on the show yet. And I know last season, like immediately, I was like, I love you. You're annoying. You're amazing. You got to go. But so far this season, like I just am kind of annoyed by a lot of people. So I'm curious to see how character development goes. But yeah, I love that this week for my weekly update, I literally just shared shows that I've been watching. It's so sad. But, you know, I guess I did give some more further updates on some more real things going on in my life as well. So it kind of evens out. 
But I was trying to think of things about like relationships that I could share with you this week. And an old idea kind of popped into my head. Um, and I don't really know if this is going to be like a hit. Like I hope that people like this, but at the same time, like I'm sorry if, <laughs> if you don't. Um, I thought it'd be kind of fun to share com- some of the um, cool gifts that I've received from previous partners in my life as a way to kind of inspire you if you're looking for mo- um, inspiration as to what to get your boyfriend or girlfriend um, for the next special occasion because I've mentioned this before, but my love language is gifts, hands down. Like, if somebody gets me something in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, you love me so much because you thought of me and you saw this and thought that I would love it and you're right. Like, I don't know how to really explain it, but I I like gifts. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a um, materialistic type of way because it could literally be like a homemade scrapbook that you made or something so priceless that could mean the world to me. But it's just, like, the thought that goes into it that really makes me feel like it was so sweet and prepared. And it's just the time and thought put into a gift is really what makes it so special more than the gift itself sometimes. But I have been really lucky in the past to have been surprised by, like, some of the sweetest gifts that I don't even know how these people have thought of it. But I'm really grateful that they did and these gifts, no matter like what happened with me and this person in the past, the gifts still mean a lot to me. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to share because they're also really great ideas if you're ever looking for something like this to get somebody. And I just don't really hear a lot of people like share things like this. So I thought it'd be kind of fun and personal. So I tried to brainstorm a few of the best gifts that I've received from boyfriends in the past to share with you today. I don't really know like which ones to start with either. I think I'm, I don't, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to like, just go with it. So one of the first kind of like surprise gifts that I received was something super little, but like super cute at the same time. It was just such a surprise moment. And that's what made it so sweet is I literally like out of the blue, my, my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, I've been waiting for something to arrive in the mail that I ordered for you and I think it's here and he had me open it and it was like this cute little velvet choker with like a moon on it because this was 2016 and chokers were back in for like a summer Um, but yeah there really wasn't much to this one it was just him being like yeah I saw it online and I thought of you and I knew that you like moons and stuff so like here and it was no occasion at all like literally just a weekend and he saw it and got it for me and I think that's a great example of the type of like love language that like gifts really represent is that it's like the thought that went into it that really counts but this um boyfriend in particular was also just like really really good at gifts like not going to lie he set the bar pretty high when it comes to gifts um So, for example, we were um, in L.A. once. Well, we were there a lot, but we were there once and we were at this dinner with some family, friends, family, family, friends, the family of friends. And um, I don't even know how it came up in in conversation, but basically one of our friend's stepmoms pulled my boyfriend aside and showed him something that she knew I would like. And again, this one had zero occasion to it. Like, literally, this lady just told him about something. He ordered it and got it for me. Like, I don't think it was for a birthday or anniversary or anything. He just knew that I would like it. And I'm sure you've probably seen things kind of similar to this because I've seen things online as well, like through ads and stuff. But he got me a necklace of the moon with a few jewels in it. And that alone was, like, beautiful and it was so pretty. And then... As he explained it to me, he said that the phase of the moon on the necklace is actually the phase of the moon from the night that we met, which was also our anniversary date, which was very, very special. And then the, uh, um, like, jewel, what's another word for jewel? Like, not the gem. Like, the gem that he chose was my, um, it was my birth month's gem um, at the top as well. So it was just really, really special to us, and that's what made it so sweet. And also, like, who thinks of that? The fact that, like, that, like, 
I would never be able to think of something like that or know where to get one. So it was just really, really cool and sweet and cute. But some like like I said, he was just really, really good at creative gifts because when I first moved into this apartment for Valentine's Day this that year, it was like three weeks before I was moving in because I was moving in on March 1st and then Valentine's Day that year, one of the gifts that he got me was a wine rack because we obviously like really loved wine um, and this wine rack had a cork collection as part of it because we saved every single cork of a bottle of wine that we've ever shared together and then we'd take a sharpie and like write the occasion on it. So he got me a wine rack with a cork a place to keep the corks to put all of our corks in and then the wine rack also said home because it was my first home that I was moving into which overall like oh my gosh so much sentimental like parts to that it was really really sweet and even though he and I obviously did not work out and weren't together um much longer after well like eight months after that but even though eventually we did not work out, I still have that wine rack and I still really appreciate it. And it's still like a really great gift that you could honestly get anybody for like a first apartment. But there were just so many moving parts that gift that made it so special and nice. So yeah, I mean, that's just another example of what such a great gift that was. Um, kind of to share some of like the gifts too. I, I guess in a way, I also really admire creative gifts like that. And I tried to like balance it out as well. So I, for our first year anniversary, made a book. I forget the website's name, but it came up as like an ad in my algorithm, of course, where you can literally customize like a whole book about your relationship with someone and they have little like stick figures that you were able to customize so much to literally tell any story. So I know I created like a year, the story of us in like a year or whatever for that one year anniversary gift. Um, And he always said that was like the best gift that anyone has ever given him. But it was also just so personalized to us and it was very um, capturing of like all these different moments that we would hold on to. So That was also a really good gift between the two of us. Even though, like, I was the one that gave it, I felt the need to kind of include it in a way. Yeah. Um, And then another gift that I also gave but kind of, like, plays into this as well is if you've seen the movie Goodwill Hunting, there is a certain painting in the film of a boat, and I wish I could remember more, but it's been so long since I've seen this film. I just remember there's like some sort of major significance with this painting in this film, and it was his birthday like right after we saw this movie. Um, well, first of all, he's seen it. I was the one that had never seen it, so of course it was like, what? We have to watch this. So, Because I think it was like one of his favorite films too, so he had a lot of sentimental like attachment to Goodwill Hunting and I was watching it for the first time. So then after I watched it, I actually went home the next day. I skipped class for this. <laughs> Do not regret. And I um, painted him a replica of the painting in the film and gave it to him for his birthday. And what's interesting, and this is kind of like an unfinished story, not going to lie, is after we broke up, he obviously gave me back like everything that I had at his place but the night that we broke up he also gave me everything that I gave to him um he's not one to like hold on to anything it was just going to be thrown away anyway and he knew that I like to kind of hoard things like that and hold on to everything so he was nice enough to give me the option of like holding on to all of the cards gifts and things that I've given him as well so It took me maybe like six months to a year to even realize this and it was way too long for me to even ask or wonder what has happened or really get an answer unfortunately but over enough time I realized that there was still one thing that I never got back that he never gave to me and it was this painting and I don't know if he forgot. I don't know if it got lost among a move. I don't really know what happened to this but I know that he really treasured it and that it was something he said I think he actually ended up doing this too, but he was going to frame and he wanted to put up. Um, Part of me likes to wonder that maybe it was something that like he couldn't really let go of and he still has, but part of me also knows he could have very well just tossed it or forgotten it. 
So it's interesting because it's something that like I kind of wanted back because it's something that I painted, but it's out there somewhere, whether it's in a dump or in his apartment. But yeah, I felt like I had so much more to say, honestly, and give more examples of gifts. But I mean, I could think of like all these other smaller gifts that hold sentimental value, but I was really thinking about like that moon necklace with the phase of the moon from the night we met and then like the wine rack as examples because I just knew those were some of the best gifts that I've ever received like from a partner just because it meant so much and I thought it was such a sweet idea and if you're ever looking for anything to give someone like that sentimental aspect to a gift is what really makes it that much more meaningful to me and I always like to really think about what that person is going through in life at the moment so like with any partner that I'm with it's always a mix of like what they need slash what they asked for added with like a touch of like personal sentimental value, if that makes sense. I don't know. I can't really think of a good example just because like I mentioned earlier, my love life right now is not that exciting and there's not a lot going on, not going to lie. So I'm trying to think of like things in my past, but I like, for example, one of my previous boyfriends liked to wear bracelets And so I actually ordered us like a customized matching bracelet set from Wanderer Bracelet. Great company, by the way. Um, Just with our initials in it, you can do like so many other things. You can do like dates, times, latitude, longitude, like all that stuff. But I just did our initials on like a bracelet and chose the thread color and all of that. Um, So that was like a mix of like what I knew he wanted slash would ask for, but then added like a personal relationship touch to it as well. Oh, I just thought of another one. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot because this one, not going to lie, even though it's from an ex-boyfriend, I still use this every single day and part of it's like, why wouldn't you? And then the other part is like, oh, maybe you shouldn't. But um, for my 22nd birthday, my boyfriend at the time got me Ray-Bans and although this was supposed to be a surprise, um, because he was ordering them and it's so, it's one of those things where you can customize it so much and it is rather expensive. He didn't really want to guess what I would like. So he showed me his cart and he was like, this is what I'm thinking of. Um, but I just wanted to like ask because I know that like you can't really, the way that he was going to do it, I don't think he could return it. So, um, it was like a surprise because it was still a surprise when he told me and it was still a surprise when the sunglasses came on my birthday, but Um, I always tend to get like free sunglasses and PR packages. So I have a ton of sunglasses, but they're usually all fairly cheap. Um, and just kind of like not the best quality, um, but they work. And yeah, I go through like a ton of them and they break on me all the time. And I think I was complaining about that in the car. He asked me what type of sunglasses I prefer. And like I had a ton of cheaper ones with like the nose things that would always get stuck in your hair. I mean, if you're a girl or even someone with just long hair, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So the fact that he like thought about that and then got me Ray-Bans, which I would at the time, even now, I don't know if I would, but at the time that was so much money and I was so young, like I would never consider spending that much on sunglasses. Like to me, a $10 pair of sunglasses was just fine. Um, So that was such a luxury that he was surprising me with. And then long story short, when the sunglasses came, he engraved my name on the case and then he put our anniversary date on the pair of sunglasses. So the sunglasses that I love and wear every single day in my car, like I cannot drive without them. They still say 1111 on them. Yep. It's still there with a heart. And I don't, I mean, it's a little weird, but at the end of the day, they're Ray-Bans and they're really nice. So I just can't stop using them because of that small part of it, I guess. But that was a really thoughtful gift. And that was one of, I think that was our first birthday like celebration together. And so he did really well, just saying, like with gifts that year. And um, I actually forgot about another engraved gift that this boyfriend gave me because it's something that I ended up putting into storage um, along with some other things that I had to destroy after we broke up. But at the time, they were super, super 
um, thoughtful and just so sweet. So for one of our Valentine's Day days together, he got us these wine glasses. And I think this, oh, this was the same, was this the same? This must have been the same year as when he got me the wine rack. He got us wine glasses to put on the wine rack. And then he customized, I don't know where he ordered this from, but he found a place where you can customize wine glasses. And like in a really nice way, you know how some are like really cheesy college glasses that say like she believed she could, so she did or whatever. No, this was like tall stemmed glasses with these like shiny little engravements in the center and he put our names and then also like our anniversary date 11-11 as well and these were so nice so beautiful and like I said we always drink wine together so it was perfect and we always joke that it looked like we got married because it was like one of those gifts where it's like our names and then like the date but after we broke up, you know, that wasn't really something that I could have in the apartment or use. So unfortunately, I had to um, put those in the boyfriend box because yes, I do have those. And I just like I mentioned, I'm kind of a hoarder with that. But where I with the wine glasses, you know, which were such a sweet gift that I did love at the time. So in that case, when I like put them into storage, some other gifts that I may have loved at the time, I unfortunately couldn't just keep. Something else that he got me for an anniversary date, and it's so weird that when I started listing these gifts, I literally only could think of maybe like two things, and I was like, oh, I guess that's it. I can't think of anything else. Now it's like I've uncovered so many forgotten memories about this, and maybe it's a healthy thing, you know, in a healthy way. It's been years. I've healed. No hard feelings. Like, it's not weird for me to talk about at all, but Something else that I forgot that he gave me for an anniversary date was something that was so sly and so, so, so sweet. And what I mean by sly is that I think I mentioned it only once in more of a sarcastic down the road type of like statement. I didn't think he would actually do it. But one day we just like spontaneously took a few selfies at... Um, kind of a touristy spot in St. Paul. So if you're from Minnesota, I highly recommend going to the Witch's Hat Tower in St. Paul. It's an iconic water tower, but the view is just so beautiful. And usually every single spring, they let you go up the water tower to view that from the lookout. And it's so gorgeous, but it's a really fun kind of like picnic-y area. Um, so we were up there taking photos and they turned out kind of cute. So, I mean, they were cute at the time and I really liked them. And I said like, I sent him some edited versions of them and I was playing around with like the black and white edits and I sent him this one and I said like, oh, I can't wait to like hang this in our house someday. It's so cute. So he took that image and he ordered a huge canvas of it, like one that could like fill a hallway. I wish I had the measurements for it, but it's like 24 by something. It's pretty big. So I opened that on our anniversary and I was like, oh my God, because I literally mentioned it once over a text about like someday far down the road, like I'd love to have this in our home that we would share. And then he did it. And we, in our heads, like at the time, always thought, you know, well, let's hold on to it until we like live together and we can like put it up. Obviously that didn't happen. And it was really weird that I had this huge poster of me and my boyfriend or like my ex-boyfriend, you know? So eventually after I felt ready, I repainted it because it was still a canvas. So I just kind of let my emotions take control and I laid out all my oil paints and I just kind of went with it. So painting can be really therapeutic and I have always loved art and creating and I don't really talk about like my artwork as much online. I mean, maybe here and there you've seen some of my work because it's on social media or I have some of my own paintings in my room still or more of the older content online. Like I used to talk about it a lot more because in high school and college, it was something that I was very passionate and like actively engaging in. So I do love to paint and it's something that really really helps me just like mentally emotionally all of that spiritually it's um so nice so it was very healing in a way to be able to take something like that and start over and kind of have that fresh canvas to work with 
And what I think is kind of special, but it's also a secret that like I'll never tell, <laughs> is that after I finished repainting this canvas and then I was happy with it, I accidentally like held the canvas up over a window or over a light somewhere where there was a lot of exposed light and I realized that oh sound my sound is on sorry and I realized that um that like really broke the moment I was about to get so deep and then my mom texted me sorry um yeah so I was holding it up to the light just by accident and I realized that through the light you could still see the image of me and this boyfriend at the time. And at first I was like, oh no, it didn't work. But now I kind of, I kind of like it because I do have this fear of letting go. And I am, like I've mentioned, kind of a hoarder with things. I love to hold on to things in my life. Even if it's from a memory that I might not necessarily want to remember, I have a hard time letting go of items, even if it's just like a receipt. So it's nice that I still get to hold on to that memory of that image, and if I want to, I can still see what it looks like, but at the same time, I did what I had to do to cover it up. So, yeah, it kind of worked out, and I like that I get to have both images shown. It's kind of like a magic canvas where it has two pictures, but if anybody asks, and if whoever I end up living with sees it, he can never really know. <laughs> But I don't recommend keeping secrets from your partners. It's something that I have a hard time doing. And it's something that, as hard as it is, I've had to be really open with certain people about and really just give those honest conversations um, or have those honest conversations with. But I'm not, I don't think I can share those because they're pretty personal. So that's basically all I wanted to say in this week's episode, but thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that little segment on gifts. I really didn't know if it would pop off or it would seem or if it would seem kind of weird to chat about, but let me know your thoughts. Um, definitely make sure that you were subscribed to this podcast or following it on whatever platform that you are using to listen to it, and then leave a five-star review. It does help. I'm a little scared to look at my reviews. I'm a, I'm a little like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm stuttering right now, but I'm a little nervous to look at the reviews on this podcast because it's just, I don't know, freaks me out. It's hard to read things or see things. I have like a pretty thick skin when it comes to comments online, but I can control them for the most part. And if I get like a negative comment on YouTube or Instagram, I can delete it. But with the podcast, if people don't like it, they can just leave one star and then not say why. And it just kind of like makes me sad and hurts. So it hurts, you know? So I try not to look at them, but if I ever do get up the courage to look at them, please leave five stars. It'd mean a lot. So thank you. Anyway, thanks again so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.